Hello, and welcome to the Finance House podcast. My name is Polina, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luke. Hey, what's up, Polina? What's been happening this week? I would like to talk today about Deliveroo. They narrowed its pre-tax losses by almost a fifth to almost £105 million in the first half, as revenue rose 82% to £922.5 million and orders doubled, the food delivery company said in its first results since March's initial public offering. The London-based company delivered 148.8 million meals and groceries in the first six months of 2021, twice as many orders as in the same period a year ago. Monthly active consumers increased 81% year-on-year to 7.8 million people. While food delivery services have been a big beneficiary of pandemic lockdowns, Deliveroo said it has seen no material impacts from the UK lifting most of its COVID-19 restrictions. The growth momentum in the second quarter is still really strong, said Will Shu, chief executive and co-founder of Deliveroo. Increased grocery orders and the Euro 2020 Football Championship had boosted growth, he added. Gross transaction value, which measures customer spending, in the UK rose 110% compared with the first half of last year. The company's UK expansion is well ahead of its target and its services can now reach 72% of the population. Despite worker shortages affecting other parts of the economy, especially in hospitality, Shu said 90% of the couriers delivering for delivery in May and June were still working during July. The company is receiving 14,000 new rider applications a week, which is no different than it was during COVID, he added. Shu said Deliveroo was spending more on marketing to acquire new customers and drive subscribers to its Plus service, which offers reduced fees for a monthly fee. Last month, Deliveroo said it was planning to close its paying business as the country moved to give gig workers more rights. Chu said the regulation has sped up its exit from Spain, but it was a decision they were going to make anyway, given Deliveroo's weak market position. Despite an investigation into its working practices in Italy, Shu indicated that Deliveroo was committed to that market. The regulation is completely different, he said, and Deliveroo has since changed its work model while its market position was extremely strong. I am excited to see how Deliveroo does in the next quarter or even next year while the coronavirus situation is improving. On to you now, Luke. What did you find interesting this week? There has been movements in the UK engineering specialist market with Cobham, a private equity-owned firm, has bought rival Ultra Electronics for £2.6 billion. Advent International own Cobham and are US-based, but they have committed to safeguarding UK jobs and protect the national security. Ultra provide critical technology to the UK government, including submarine hunting and sonar equipment for the Royal Navy, and Ultra shareholders will receive £35 a share as well as an interim cash dividend of 16.2p per share, which is payable next month. In all, this values the company at £2.57 billion. What is interesting is that it values the company at around a 63% premium. Cobham have said that they understand the importance of the firm to the UK and is willing to make legally binding and enforceable commitments. This means establishing a forum-like relationship with the UK government to ensure partnership on all strategic matters. This deal is quite similar to the Megat one we spoke about last week, 
who have recently published their terms of the takeover from Parker Hannafin. Is there any consequences to these kind of deals in the market? Well, it looks like the aerospace engineering sector is becoming significantly more concentrated. Once these deals have been finalised, I think some sort of regulatory investigation will occur to make sure markets remain competitive. You're listening to the Finance Owls podcast, and up next, we have winners and losers of the week. Our biggest winner this week is Sonos Incorporated, and they're listed on the NASDAQ under the tag S-O-N-O, and have spiked around 80% this last week. The company designs, manufactures, and sells multi-room audio systems. They provide wireless speakers, home theatre speakers, and are really one of the big powerhouse companies in the at-home premium audio market. Currently, the stock is up 9% and is riding off a market high after a judge ruled that Google had violated Sonos patents over certain product features. Sonos management have said that the five patents under investigation, which include volume control, stereo pairing, synchronized playback and setup, are just the tip of the iceberg. As more people are exploring streaming at home, and more convenient film watching and music listening, the at-home audio market is beginning to unravel a lot of growth potential. Last week, Sonos posted a 52% year-on-year growth in revenue, and this lends itself to a growing market, and more importantly, a company that is effectively seizing this opportunity. Polina, who's been losing this week? Well, this week's loser is Contacts Logic, which is listed on the NASDAQ under the tag WISH. The well-known e-commerce platform Wish is operated by Context Logic. It employs browsing technologies which personalize shopping visually for each customer rather than relying on a search bar format. It allows sellers to list their products on Wish and sell directly to their customers. Its shares dropped 19.8% on Friday after the e-commerce platform reported disappointing second quarter results. Context Logic's revenue fell 6% year over year to $656 million. That was far below the $723 million in revenue Wall Street had expected. The downturn was driven by a 32% plunge in Context Logic's core marketplace revenue. The company saw a 13% decrease in app installs and a 15% decline in the average time users spent on its platform as more people returned to stores when the economy reopened. In addition, its advertising costs rose. Management said that Apple's recent privacy changes to its iOS mobile operating system led marketers to shift their spending to Android-powered devices. It's been predicted that ContextLogic's financial results are likely to deteriorate further in the third quarter. The company said its quarter-to-date total revenue through July was down roughly 40% as it pulled back on its digital ad spending while working to improve its operations. That's the news. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.